Hey guys, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast you're listening to right now. I just want to say a quick few words before we get into the episode today. Thank you so much to Sean Archer for joining the Patreon, uh, for becoming a high and mighty chosen one. You're awesome. Uh, if you join the Patreon and become a high and mighty chosen one, you get to watch the video confessions I post on the Patreon, which um, a new one will be coming out this week, so look out for that as well as a bonus episode, and everybody gets access to the bonus episodes. So that's coming out this week. I'm super excited for it. It's with our producer, Sammy Hunia. Also wanted to tell you guys that I sent out Christmas gifts, uh, sorry, not Christmas, holiday gifts for all the Patreon members. So if you guys haven't gotten them yet, let me know because you should have gotten them. And if you didn't give me your address, then I probably didn't send it to you because I do need an address to send it. But if you're expecting something and you didn't get it, let me know so I can send it to you because uh, I'd hate to have you miss that. And finally, um, it's the holidays. So happy holidays. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast this year. Uh, it's been almost a year. Um, not quite, but I did start. I started the idea of this about a year ago. So in my heart, I've known you guys for a whole year. So thank you guys so much for being a part of the podcast. Um, and if and if you guys like it, share it with your friends. That'd be a wonderful holiday gift for me. All right, I've rambled enough. And this episode is really good. I was <laughs> taking a second to remember what episode it is. Um, no, this episode is really good. It's a friend all the way from New York. Um, kind of a last minute thing, but it was a lot of fun. So I think you guys will really enjoy it. If you guys want to tweet at me, I'm at Larissa T or uh, find me on Instagram at Larissa T or at Tell Me Anything Pod. Okay, enjoy the episode. Bye. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell her anything. Hey guys, this is Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where I have comedians tell me something they've never told before and... I'm looking at notes on my phone. That's why I am stalling. Okay, cool. If you guys have a confession, you can uh, always call me, 323-388-3521. It's a, uh, it's a message. You're not going to get a real person, but I do listen to them because I see you guys as missed calls. Often it says missed call, and then and it'll be like a half a message. So you know you can leave me a message. I will listen to it, and then I'll respond on the podcast. Um, I do want to po- I do want to give a shout out to I asked last week I asked for some AKAs from you guys because I don't have a good nickname, and uh, I got a few that are well I wouldn't necessarily say these are great they're mediocre at best, um, but but thank you for sending them in uh, at I like three point fourteen says I think your AKA needs to be something original, and you suggested nice tea, which is I guess works it works it's fine it's good maybe <laughs> I just want to be edgier. Maybe I don't want to be nice. Okay, the next one, at Hollywood Film Gear. <laughs> Is that a rental house? Uh, T. <laughs> Reese, which, honestly, I give that a solid C. Uh, but thank you for trying. Keep trying. Um, I don't know if I'm going to adopt any of these, but thank you so much. That laugh you hear, I'm going to introduce my guest right yeah, now. Yeah, I didn't know how hard to no, laugh. No, it's good. I hate letting... <laughs> I, well, people always introduce forever, and then I'm like, I want to introduce my guest. Yeah. I also want to introduce the podcast, um, but I'm so excited I got you because it was a whole fiasco, but he's super funny. Um, you've heard him. On, he's on You Up all the time on Sirius XM. He has his own podcast called um, Happily Never, Happy Never After. Yeah. It's Andrew Collins. <laughs> How's hey. it going? Thanks for having me. Oh, of yeah, course. a lot of people say happily. That was definitely a mistake, a we, mistake. we made like right away. Like we <laughs> knew like 
but then we're like, no, but happy. It's like each five letter. Like we tried to like justify it, but every time I get introduced, it's happily. It's happily. Well, but, but whatever. I, I, like, I think mistakes sometimes make it. F- it's like its own thing. It's like when that's what I hope. But I think though, if you search happily never after, you don't even come to ours. So like, <laughs> you know what I mean? True. Like if it was close enough, yeah. So anyways, but yeah. But that's a fun podcast about yeah, divorce. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's really good. I do it with Mara, who I believe you've had yeah, on. Yeah, she's before. been on. If you guys, she had a crazy story about being haunted and it, it was insane uh it's it was a straight up horror movie you guys can listen to it it's a halloween episode if you guys want to check it out um but anyways this podcast is all about um confessions but i like to start off by asking my guests for a good confession because not all confessions are bad do you have something good you'd like to confess yeah i today i did a good thing i mean okay. I, I i'm out in la i'm here for a week and uh I think when you come out somewhere, like especially L.A., mm-hmm. and you're a narcissist, you tend <laughs> to really only focus on yourself. Everyone in L.A. is a narcissist. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's why you're here. I mean, well, who wants yeah. to be a star? And it's right. like, no, you pick the other person. I'm, it's not about me. Um, but like I uh, so today I, I I witnessed a wedding. Oh, so I went down to the courthouse. Oh, my like friend, you were the witness in a Yeah, wedding? I was the witness. Oh, wow. And I've never done that before. I've never been to a courthouse wedding. Um, so my friend hit me up like 20 minutes before. He's like, hey, can you come be the witness? We oh, got to wow. get married so my wife can get insurance. And, uh, you know, I had other things to do today. Uh-huh. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for them. Also, you know, he writes for a pretty good show. <laughs> You're like, just send me a recommendation and I'll make sure you get married. Yeah. So I go and it's just like, it's so funny because like they were really chill about it, like uh-huh. the bride and groom. And it just shows like a wedding, you add so much extra shit to a wedding, like yeah. location and catering right. and, uh, you know, Flowers, family like and who we're inviting. Shit. And that's what causes, I, I don't know how much percentage of like of your anxiety when you're getting married, but they were uh-huh. just like, I wouldn't know. I've never been married, but yeah, me neither. But <laughs> so we go and it's just this like little room and it's like a four minute thing. And the judge is so cute. And they put Aww. like, they made like a little like arc thing. Like it's oh, so shitty, cute. but it's like perfect. And, um, you know, and it was, it was just, it was really cute. And I felt like, I don't know, it was cool to go down there because if not, they'd have to pay an extra 20 bucks, oh, wow. you know, for another witness. <laughs> yeah. They'd have to get, I guess they just have someone just have people hanging out. Yeah. Like it's like central <laughs> casting, but it's like, Hey, I'll be your witness. for yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know where they get the witnesses from, like to just <laughs> sit there all day waiting. That's funny. Um, um in France, I went to a wedding for my friend in France and they're French and they did, uh, how they do it is they have a smaller ceremony in the courthouse and everybody goes there and then you kind of, they still have the like dinner, but then everybody leaves the courthouse and then they go to the dinner and then it's just like a party. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool and it felt much more intimate and you like actually see, you know, the, the do you go to the courthouse? They just go to it's the courthouse. At the, well, so the, it's, the ceremony, I don't know if everyone does it this way, but I think this is more similar to what they do. It's it's not as, like, crazy as the American weddings. It's at the courthouse. There's still, like, the kind of vow, what equivalent to the vows. It's not quite the vows, but, um, and they don't do, like, bridesmaids or anything. But it is, uh, it's all in the courthouse. And you just, they just walk through and then they kind of, like, announce it after they've, yeah. you know, signed the papers or whatever. And then everyone kind of claps and it's really sweet. There's something nice to just being like, hey, in 20 minutes, can you come be in, in my wedding? <laughs> As opposed to my other buddy who's, like, getting married for the second time. And he's, like, oh, man. sending me an email. He's, like, he me an email. podcast about divorce? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. so he sent me an email about, like, 
what I need to like I'm in those I'm in the wedding and oh, he's yeah. like you gotta buy a polo blazer and oh. seersucker pants and a bow tie and I'm like Is it on a boat? Like what this it's way? in a, it's in where I came from, like okay, w- yes. which is on a beach. It's called Vero Beach, Florida. And I'm like, dude, it's your second wedding, number <laughs> one. I'm not spending five hundred dollars for an outfit. I will never wear any right. of that ever again. And I don't know, it's like these big ass that it's like yeah. This is a whole thing. I was in a bachelorette party and it is, but I, I, okay. I don't know if you saw it, but I, and people. Who oh yeah. Yeah. When you me. wore the same. Yeah. But I'll just qu- yeah. quickly explain. But I, I had to buy a swimsuit for $50. It was one of those shitty ones that said like bride squad yeah. on it. And I didn't even get to wear it. I was moving that day. And so I couldn't go to the pool party. And they basically were like, if you're even thinking about coming, you have to buy it. So I had to make the choice, you know, like two months in advance. So I was like kind of upset because, and then I missed the photos. But I, I wasn't really, like, angry, but I thought it would be funny to do, like, a glamour shoot in it, and I had a friend who was a photographer. So that's how that came about. But then I did, and then and, and, uh, everyone was like, oh, my God, is the bride, what does she think? But it's like, of course I told her. I'm not a, that much of a monster. Like, yeah. For the bit, I wrote that, you know, I was mad, very pissed, and I did this out of anger. But yeah. in reality, I was like, oh, it'll be a way to have fun and raise some money for Rain, which is... um the charity I donated m- the money to. Um, but yeah, which I gives really back to you to get more bathing suits. Yeah, 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 right. It was <laughs> pay- I tr- donating to the weather. No, it's um, it's a, a charity that helps um, survivors of sexual assault. That's awesome. So I was like, it'll be a cool thing, but also I'll just like take a photo in the swimsuit and then I'll mm. feel less bad about spending this $50. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like, there is something to, well, number one, I should be able to afford, I should have $500 like expendable but at you 38. You have to spend there's better ways I know, but I'm flying down there. I'm also yeah. like, whatever. I'm saying to friends, but if I had to yeah. get a hotel, like <laughs> <laughs> it adds up. Though. Right. And it's just like, I don't know. It's like these destination weddings, you know. So just get married at a courthouse. Have yeah. one friend come. I well, it was the happiest. I've, I don't want to say the happiest I've ever <laughs> been at a wedding, but like I was like so ecstatic because like I knew it was going to be over in four minutes. <laughs> and there was four so minutes. much love and it was just so pure oh. that like. No one had to see it except them two. And it was, yeah. I don't know, it was beautiful. Did you wear a suit? No, I wore what I'm wearing, which uh, is okay, like, cool. and they were a dre- comedy <laughs> club hoodie. Great. Yeah, and they were kind of dressed <laughs> up. So I look like were. I'm homeless. Like they just paid a homeless guy like a sandwich to the come in and like <laughs> they couldn't get anyone oh else. But yeah. That's so funny. Um, um, well, that's really sweet. That is a cool thing that, to do on a trip, especially because you're not even living here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could have, you know, gone to a coffee shop. Yeah, now, <laughs> now all your trips sell. Yeah, of course you were. You were probably just gonna take a nap. I feel like probably. You, yeah, you would have done none of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not really like yeah, yeah. I probably would have. You know, I need my sleep though. You, you know? need. Your I got sleep. a late spot tonight. That's and true. You do. Um, yeah. uh, oh, I wanted to ask. So this is like about kind of a podcast about like c- therapy and confessions. So. What do you do if you like have to get something off your test? Do you go to therapy? Do you I do go to therapy. I started therapy. So I've dealt with like anxiety and panic attacks for mm-hmm. so long. Um, I think when I was younger, I didn't know what it was. What do you, panic attacks look like for you? What do they look like? Like uh, me do pacing, like do, trying to do jumping jacks. Or what do you, yeah, just, uh, well, okay. Okay, so like so you explain. Get, like, like, I would throw, I used to throw up a lot. Yeah, so I, I sometimes it starts with like a, a throw up. Like uh-huh. it's um like I can't get my breath. Um, sometimes it starts from like if I have heartburn and I'll like go to heart attack. Oh, wow. Or like, you know, or like, I'll Wait, just you'll get a heart attack straight up. No, 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 no. Like I'll have heartburn and I'll think it's a heart oh, attack. It feels like like that. symptoms sure. that I get from anxiety. I like then take it to another level of like, oh, I'm dying. Gotcha. And then I can't 
my brain is like so like shut off and like in defense that mm-hmm. I can't sit back and just be like, no, you know, you know, like you're not, you know what I mean? Right. So like, like I've had moments where like I've driven my, I drove myself to the uh, urgent care. Oh wow! Thinking I was choking to death. I drove twenty minutes oh thinking I was God. choking, which is like <laughs> insane. I'm but in traffic, you, but I know like you choking. Feel like you can't breathe. Yeah, like yeah. I had like a piece of lint. Like I thought I inhaled like a piece of lint. Like I and then I like convinced myself. Oh, and wow. I went. I was staying at my grandma's across the street from my other grandma's. Uh-huh. And I went to grandma's. Sounds Shirt. like a sitcom. It's like yeah, it really was. I was at grandma. Thelma's. And I went over okay. to. Sh- <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. And then Raymond Romano just. In yeah, the he's in it. He's producing and he, <laughs> he makes appearances. But and so like I, so I jumped in the car and I drove wow. to the ER and I was like, I get there. <laughs> And, then and you're they're like, like Wait what's <laughs> what? Not even then. I go, they go, what's wrong? I go, oh, I'm choking. And they go, uh, what? <laughs> and they're like looking at me weird. And I sit down and then I'm like starting to cal- like calm down a little bit because it's like 40 minutes in now of choking oh, to death. <laughs> and I fucking, I wait and like the doctor comes out and I'm like, okay. But I'm like still, I'm like half and half like, and um, she's like, so you're saying you're choking? Like, and I was like, well, yeah. And Aww. she goes, uh, well, usually there's symptoms. Uh, turning blue. That's patronizing. Shortness of breath. She's like uh, choking. Um, you usually, <laughs> like, she was like trying to be She's nice, like, but usually, wow. Do you know what choking yeah. means? <laughs> Dude. And so like, even then, like, that horrible panic attack, is what I'm trying to say is like, I still didn't get therapy. And like, I yeah. still didn't work on myself. And this went on for years. Like, even in college, like, I cheated on everything because I couldn't sit in uh-huh. class. So, like, a lot of, like, my decisions were based off my, like, anxiety and my panic. And because I couldn't, um, like, control it. And uh, so I would make, like, a lot of, like, split decisions. Comes from fear as opposed to what you actually want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I get that. Like, I, for a long time I was living like that, too. Like, making my choices around what I didn't want to happen or, like, what I was afraid to happen. And then I, I'm starting. I mean, I'm not perfect now, but I've definitely done a lot of work in well, the last few years. Well, you'll never be perfect. That's true, what true, we true. learned. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. Right. No. But now I've kind of reframed the way <laughs> I think. And instead of, like, when I'm thinking about goals in the future, instead of being like, what am I afraid is, like, what instead of trying to avoid stuff, I'm always like, well, what do I want? And then I p- think positively. Like, how do I get this thing I want as opposed to how to make sure this doesn't happen, you know? Well, what I've been reading is CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, oh, okay, which I've is a lot like you were saying, like, changing how you think uh-huh. is like so important like like instead of being like oh, i got this spot tonight i fucking oh my god it's like it's not till 11 and mm-hmm. i don't even want to do it it's like oh no i get to do comedy like something yeah. just so simple like that changes like everything and your emotions and like emotions follow your thoughts you know and I don't know. So like I was like there was like this little section on like depression like are you depressed and you answer uh-huh. like 25 questions like 0 through 5 and I answer it and I'm like, OK, you know, I got it like around the 50 and, you know, they're like you flip over to page and 50 is like severely Fair. depressed. Oh, and no. I'm like, I feel pretty good oh, right God. now, dude. And like like not depressed is like f- like they want you to be like five to ten. You oh, know, wow. but I I also New York is such a I mean, I'm sure <coughs> co- like comedy on top of living in New York, we s- are like barometer is so yeah. skewed because like everyone around us is or has dealt with depression at some point pretty much and so it's like you just let so much slide because you're like well that seems normal yeah i think a lot of and i think i did that like my whole life and i didn't 
I mean, I was afraid to say, like the idea of not of being mentally ill, mm-hmm. right? Like there's like a there's a very negative like connotation to that. Yeah. And it's you find yourself like feeling like you're weak. Right. You know, because like, you feel like you have to fix something. You have to fix something and that other people will think like you're weak. Like, or like, come on, just tough it out, man. man you know, man up. Like yeah. I would hear that, you know, and it's like that was that a big thing in Florida where you where, where you I mean, up? yeah, I mean, there's like my Florida friends like uh-huh. but like um, I, I just feel that there's nothing like manning up whatever than going to get help. Like For sure. so it's so and once you do it. If you're out there and you feel like you need to do it, like I promise you, after you do it like three, like three sessions, you'll be like, "Oh, this is like just going to the gym. Like yeah. it's not a big thing at all. You're just talking." Yeah. And it, I don't know. I Nobody mean, will be, force people you to like heighten it so much. And yeah. I know it costs some money, but you can find like sliding scale. And There's group therapy too. I haven't gone to that. A couple of my guests have been on and they t- rave about it, but yeah. it's a lot cheaper. And then you also kind of build, especially if you, you're hesitant about going to therapy, it's like more communal and, and you kind of hear other people's problems, which is cool. I can't do it because I'm too narcissistic. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to hear your yeah. problem. That's not true. But uh, Well, it's partly, I mean, it's like going to the moth and listening to other stories <laughs> or like yeah. going to an open mic and it's just like. I'm kind of here. I, I don't really have that much time. And like, <laughs> you know, and you don't get to work on wh- exactly what Your you stuff. want. Yeah, it's tough. How long have you been going to therapy? Uh, yesterday. It was first. No, no, no. no. Wow. I've been going, I, I think. Say, that's a lot of work you did. Yeah, you I really did. Like, I really figured it out. Like a year, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. It really sounds like you've been working a lot. That's really cool. I do. But I definitely still like, I still have panic attacks. But like, you know, like I didn't like flying and now I'm flying a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like. You know, just what I listen to is like I have trouble meditating because like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever done it like and you breathe and like I start thinking sure. I'm taking in oxygen. <laughs> like uh-huh. It's like I got to take in oxygen, you know. So like what I do is there's like simple habit. It's uh-huh. um, it's, it's an app and it's a guided meditation. So and they have like th- like if you're going through a panic attack, if you're stressed, if you're feeling nervous about something, they have like like you could just click on it and it's like oh. five to 20 minutes. And it's, it's like digital so Xanax. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty cool. much. It's dope. It's I a simple habit. I know cool. headspace, but I and used calm to calm is another oh, yeah, one. That's that good. One. Yeah. When I was a kid, like maybe seven years old, cause I remember my, my mom told me, I told her this, what, uh, I had that breathing thing where for a while I just couldn't breathe without thinking about it. And I couldn't ever fall asleep because as I was going to sleep, I just like focused so much on my breath that I would stop breathing mm-hmm. and uh, and then I would have to do this thing where I would count to 10 and just be like, like breathe in 10 beats, breathe out 10 beats. And I would do that over and over. And my mom was like, thought I was dying because I would be like, <gasps> yeah, and then just hold my breath and then let it out. But it was, I don't have that now, but it is very scary once you're in your head because you can't yeah. stop it. But the truth is like, you can, all you have to do is just be like, let go, like just let it go. Your body will continue. Yeah. I know it's tough. It's so hard. But, you know, I think like it's just weird. Like how when you get older, the it's like you have to do so much to just stay <laughs> even. And it's hard. It's exhausting. Yeah. You know, eating right. And not, I don't drink. You know, I don't, you don't really. Drink? I don't drink. Me neither. Yeah, I don't drink. I, I smoked weed for the first time in like months the other night. And it was oh, fun. Wow. But then it's like. I don't know. I get anxiety even the next day from weed and like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like very, and this is coming from someone and you'll hear my confession. Like I used to mm-hmm. party my ass off. You know, I used to be dumb as shit, like do a lot of dumb shit. I do think like it's in comedy. There's like, like, cause I used to be crazy too. And it's like, I know some people now who are sober and maybe it's cause living in LA, I feel like a lot of people move here and then sober up. 
um, that so many of my friends that I've met out here, I've only met the latter half mm-hmm. and then I'll hear their stories and I'm like, okay, we're kindred spirits, but we were all hot messes and we never knew each other like that. Which is yeah. Which is kind of nice in yeah. a way, you know, to like have a fresh, like, yeah, start. that's true. It and is. I mean, in New York, you know, I don't know, like around comedians, I don't feel, I feel more of like pressure to drink around like old friends that yeah. I used to drink with. And it's like, it's still like a thing, yeah. you know, also it's like, I started comedy late and I knew that like the only way I could have an advantage of this, I like don't party and I like uh-huh. stay somewhat focused and it's like i finally found something that i was passionate about so you know it it led me to wanting to be sober and like wanting to be better how long have you been sober um so i go back and forth like so like i'll take like six months off Uh and then i'll have like two days of just stupidity craziness craziness, and be like wake up and be like well you know but i don't I've said, you know, I don't like to declare anything because sure, sure, I don't sure. like, I'm not like well, going through like AA or kind of, anything. Yeah, but I think it's up to, uh, I, I feel similar because for a while I was like, I didn't want to say I was sober because I kind of had this fear that, and a, not a fear, but I knew that I would probably drink again. Yeah. And so I didn't want to announce it and then one day have someone see me drinking and be like, oh, she failed. Because it's your own journey. Like if you're sober for six months and then you drink again, like that's great. If you used to drink exactly. a lot, you know, but, but, um, yeah. So well, that's the thing is like, what I would do is like, I would get fucked up and then I would just think about how poorly, like I fell off, you know? Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, all right, yeah, you know, be okay. Like we're so hard as comedians, especially yeah. too. everyone, like not just comedian, we're not like different, but like, we're so hard on ourselves. We're all so competitive yeah. with everyone, including ourselves. And we just like, I wonder if it has anything to do with like every because when you're on stage, like every minute matters, you know, like every second matters. Whereas most people, they're not thinking like five minutes to someone who's not doing comedy or on stage is nothing. Yeah. But like, I feel like our clocks are built so differently because we're so used to like, like, I know how long five minutes is, how long eight minutes is, how long 15 minutes. Yeah. And so like, I wonder if comedians go about their life thinking about time like that, too. Like every second matters more. You know, if I'm. If I have an hour, like yesterday when I was supposed to do this, well, we kind of got the schedule mixed up and I had an hour to kill, which is not a big deal. I could have just gone in the mall and walked around, but I felt so anxious because I was like, an hour, th- I could be writing three pages. Yeah. I'm not by my computer. What do I do with an hour? And I was freaking out because I was like, minutes are lost. Yeah. But also, it's fine. <laughs> it's so fine. I don't know. We just look at time so differently. Like, we have to do something. Uh, well, with every especially minute. when we have a show in the future. It's so hard to do anything in the present that yeah. ha- doesn't have something to do or like just or be like either run your set to yourself or do literally nothing. Like it's so yeah. hard to do something <laughs> in between. That. But you don't want to get your brain somewhere else. Yeah. Um, well, you what you were saying about the taking the depression quiz reminded me of something. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'm in the process of trying to get like tested for ADHD because I'm pretty sure I have it. My sister has it. I Um, I had ADD growing up. Yeah, but I wasn't diagnosed growing up because I I did well in school, but I would get distracted. I would get distracted and then do extra credit. So it was sort of this like thing where teachers let it slide. But looking back, I had all the habits of ADHD, just not the grades. Yeah, I would procrastinate and then like do an all-nighter. Right. Yeah, and and that's that's good on one hand to be like, okay, you've got the skills to get by in class, but then I think then the teachers are like, we're not going to like try to focus on you. But anyway, so I finally got the results back and they're like, it's un, what did they say? They said it's like, um, what's the word? Un, un, 
unclear God, on insufficient or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's too variable. Okay. Um, because I, uh, one of the big things that I also struggle with is falling asleep a lot. I like, I fall asleep driving I fall asleep. Whoa. I took my, I fell asleep during my SATs and it came up in the evaluation and she was like, because of this, you have to get tested for a sleep disorder and I can't just diagnose you with it. Um, which was like fine, but it, as someone who puts off things, I'm like, okay, well, so it's gonna be another six months before I do the next thing I need to do for this. But really yeah, sleep on it. Literally. I hate, I just yeah. hate taking those tests. It, I did, however, there was a depression section, and she said that she, well, she wrote something because I, <laughs> she wrote that I didn't. I th- told her I didn't have it, but she wrote, "Patient denies." So I was like, but technically, <laughs> that means I don't have it. But the part that really bugged me, I wish I brought it because I was just reading through the evaluation. The part that bu- bothered me is it, it asks you like um, to rate the patient like you know on depression, like level of risk of suicide, all this stuff that might be related to ADHD. And then one of them says like insight. And, and sh- under it she wrote, not extraordinary. And I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm insightful. I'm yeah. like, why do you need to know that? Maybe like, I don't know, maybe someone, um, if you're like autistic, maybe you're like super smart or something like that. Maybe that's why that's there, but I'm like, wow, hurtful. She yeah. just wrote not extraordinarily insightful. Like, but you're close. I feel like yeah. I had all this wisdom in my evaluation. Also, extraordinary is such like a, <laughs> like, like you would think like if you had an extraordinary insight, you could like read mine. You know what I mean? Yeah, like maybe. extraordinary. So like anything under that, <laughs> yeah, you could be good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they don't just they just use that like big of a word. It's just like it's. It just gave me. I know. I'm sure there's some clinical explanation, but it really made me be like, "Oh, you're pretty good." I insight. feel like I'm yeah. pretty insightful. Yeah. That's hurtful. Especially as a Anyways. comic, you're like, oh, I'm so, like <laughs> I see things. I see myself." You know. Yeah. But Anyways. um. That just yeah, but that. I mean, just taking the time to even do that test, and it's like I would never be able to do that when my anxiety was so high and I was mm-hmm. in denial, and I was like, and like, um, you know, I was focused on different things that I thought I could get happiness from. Right. That would then cure the underlying thing. It's like thing. one thing. Well, it's that trick that we all fall into. It's like if I just solve this one thing, everything will fall into place. Yeah. Or if I just get this. But it's if always like within. This. It's yeah. you. It's always within you. It is. I well, mean, I, yeah. Speaking of which, um, is there anything you would like to tell me? I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've talked about this one thing before. The other thing I've never talked about before. It's just like a ridiculous story. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, I could tell that. I, so I. I was drinking uh, a lot in college and I was like 21 and I was like gambling a lot, like playing blackjack. And I was like Mm -hmm. completely addicted to blackjack every night. Like there was Harrah's in New Orleans. That's where I went to college at Tulane. Tulane. Okay. Gotcha. (coughs) And um, so like we'd go to Harrah's and the first night I ever went, I won $2,000 and like, once you win once as a 21 year old and I went and bought a TV and I was hooked like that. Like you yeah. don't ever want to win. Like that's <laughs> the problem. Like, so I won all this money and next thing I know, like a month later I'm pawning everything I just bought mm-hmm. and you know, I'm going, I'm playing blackjack and then I'm, I'm, I'm like, uh, I would end up, you know, losing $200 and that was my limit I could take out. So then I'd wait around the quarter like for until it was midnight to take out another $200. Oh, wow. And then I was like borrowing money and like I didn't even realize like how that I had a problem. I've never even looked at myself like I had a gambling problem until I like. Were people around you kind of like doing the same thing? Yeah, I had one friend. I was really into it, too. And that's all it takes, really. Right. When you're in college and you're impressionable. And 
because it never quite feels like a problem if it's not if socially it's accepted in your group. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the same thing that was socially accepted, like gambling, was like drinking a bottle of Jim Beam before you yeah. even go out and like raging and breaking signs and just getting in fights drank. and like yeah. I, it sounds like you you probably drank a lot too. But in college, like just drinking like handle a whole handle yeah. a night with yeah. like another person you're like how the fuck we're gonna we drink drink that we're gonna much fucked up and then we're gonna <laughs> go out and then like you don't go out to like one in the morning like i would yeah. set my alarm like new orleans especially was just insane oh my god so I can imagine this is the confession part okay. so so we're blackjack so we're playing blackjack and it's me and uh my buddy and um my buddy, he's a little reckless, you know, uh-huh. even more reckless than me. Like, uh, you know, he'd get in fights and whatever. We're playing blackjack and we're sitting at the table and there's a guy on like third. Ba- they call it third base. And that's like okay. the last. So if you're playing blackjack, the last guy to hit against the dealer is third base. And he's like very important. It's very important for him to play by the rules. Like there's certain rules in blackjack that make uh-huh. the table have a little bit better probability than it is. And you don't want to mess with that order. Gotcha. Even though I don't know how much it really changes, <laughs> but it's just like, it's like more superstition than anything. It is. But I do think that there's something to it. Like there's just better like statistically it's better for that individual, not mm. just for the table to win. So like, let's say I have a 16 I'm playing and the right. dealer is showing a, a 10. Uh-huh. Okay. You want to hit. Okay. But if the dealer is showing a six, you want to stay because you're, it's easier for them to bust. There's more tens in the, oh, okay. in the car. It's hard to get whatever. So anyway, so the guy, I believe you. Yeah. So the guy's playing. No, yeah. The guy's <laughs> doing whatever he wants. This okay. guy and me and, and my and my buddy were losing all our money. Oh no! Everything we had, like every, and I brought a lot of cash, like extra cash. So we're lo- like, I don't even have money in my account. Like we're both like broke, and this guy is making like thousands of dollars, like wow. playing wrong, and he's like cocky about it. You know, he's just like, oh, so he's winning doing it. Yeah, he's winning doing it, and it's just making us so angry <laughs> that he's like breaking the rules, and he's being like cocky. You know, like okay. It's like not like I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but kind of like, you know, oh, you know, this is scam. Oh, blackjack's easy or like stuff like that. You know, oh, man, I'm going to pay my. He's like, I learned it on the streets. I don't follow rules. Yeah, I don't follow. I'm a bad boy. I could, you know, pay my rent. And we're like, fuck, we're fucking broke. And we're like getting angry and like hitting the table and we're drunk and whatever or like somewhat drunk. And and uh, my buddy looks at me and he's like, dude, we should uh, we should rob him. Oh, my God. And I was like what <laughs> and, he, and he's like yeah let's rob him and i was like dude you're fucking crazy and then i remember he goes uh come on and i go okay <laughs> <laughs> the old come on the old come on i'm gonna come on away from being a robber and uh oh <laughs> so so yeah i learned that day it's so easy to become an accomplice to like just convince someone to do something yeah like if you're in a car and a guy's like we're robbing a bank it's like i was going to walgreens to get milk i thought and it's like no <laughs> no we'll get it out it's like you know and if you're impressionable at a young yeah. age and you're completely broke and you hate this freaking guy isn't it like, weird if someone asks you to do something you just automatically trust that it they'll succeed more like yeah you saying that i'm like if someone asked me to do something uh, whatever not like kill someone but if they're like i'm yeah. gonna do this if i thought i would fail i wouldn't do it but if they're like i got you i'd be like okay well let's see it through yeah it would be cool if you succeeded well how many times i mean if you jump off a bridge or whatever like there are definitely moments in my life where like 
Yeah. I've seen someone succeed and then you are like. I'm kind of a rock falls off the bridge. I'm like, I'm going after you. <laughs> yeah. It's just anyone with confidence yeah. around you. Like, even if it's false confidence, True. you know, I'm dumb enough to like <laughs> and impressionable enough. And like. You were 21? Yeah, I was okay. like 21. And so. um, So then we follow him uh-huh. into the parking lot and then we're driving behind him. And we're like driving like for 20 minutes behind this guy, okay. which is like exactly oh, wow. 20 minutes too long you to follow. You didn't like get him before he got in his car? No, because we thought there'd be cameras there. Okay. So, but dude, this <laughs> is like, we don't have a plan, you know? <laughs> and so we're driving behind him and then we get to a bridge. Now we're like outside New Orleans, like going oh, into wow. like the bayou kind of like, not like the swamps, but like everyone has a gun probably where we were going, you oh, know? Man. And we didn't have a gun, you know, we're college kids. We're two Jewish kids like in college, you know, and it's like and um, so we end up uh, we're at the toll. And so we don't have money for the oh toll. So we're like, we're going to lose them. So I'm like <laughs> looking for change and like I find three dollars and like quarters and we pay the toll and the toll is like oh, change like pissed. Oh and I was God. like, motherfucker, we'll be back. And we're going to be rich and we're going to be breaking 100, you know, like just you wait. We'll be back in 20 minutes. So. We start, we don't, we don't lose him. We're driving behind him. And now he's like parked outside his house. And we're like, oh my God, this is like the moment to rob someone. And like, we don't have any plan. Like, like two Jewish Still kids. Drunk, yeah. Of. Yeah. Somewhat. And like, we're like two Jews don't rob at gunpoint. Like we like <laughs> over time, we'll do like a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, like give us all your money over 25 years <laughs> at 20% interest, you know, now, uh, please, please. And, uh, just sign a contract. It was like the opposite of like oceans 11. It was like <laughs> swamps two or something, oh whatever. God, it was swamps <laughs> so like, we just had nothing. We couldn't, we didn't know what to do. And uh, so it's like go time and he's Uh like walking in and we finally look at each other and we're like, what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) Like there was finally a moment and it's kind of like when I was choking to death at the hospital Uh where I was just like, maybe I'm not choking. Like maybe we shouldn't. (laughs) And like I joked that we did rob him, but we only took three dollars to get back over (laughs) the bridge. (laughs) But like we didn't rob him. We drove back. We had to get like um a receipt like from the bridge from the toll okay and uh which was like even more embarrassing than did paying he not notice change. you guys parked? he never noticed i don't think i mean so you didn't you didn't get out of your car you were just like he never got out of the car we were just like what the fuck are we doing dude was he in a and, nice house it was all right it i mean he like could use the man. money i could see why yeah, he was yeah. excited <laughs> <laughs> so then like you also, just see like through the window like a tiny tim like in crutches running to him like dad Papa. Yeah, Papa. <laughs> Papa. Like oh, there's like, an orphanage that he's giving that. to. Yeah, <laughs> he stopped to get bread for like 15 kids. Yeah, no, but he. Uh, yeah, so then we went back a week later. No, <laughs> we cased the whole place. Yeah, yeah. Then we figured it out. Yeah, then we went back in ski mask. But no, so then you know we drive back over and like also we would have been caught. The cops would have been like, who knew this guy had five thousand dollars in cash mm-hmm. and they would have looked at the fucking camera and would have been me and john and what jim whatever <laughs> i don't want to say his name whatever it doesn't matter and uh oh no that jim yeah that jim so and we're like knocking gyms. on like the t- like they would watch it we'd be like god we're broke <laughs> and he'd be like let's rob him let's rob the guy in the blue shit it would have been so obvious oh my god yeah so that's like so i've never really told anyone that story like until like i i finally like told it one time to like someone wow and i think it could be really funny on stage but yeah um i mean there's a lot of suspense like an almost heist how different do you think 
your life would have been well so there's like two things oh, right man. if you oh. you would have won the money there's a version of that you 100 percent would have been caught 100 probably go to caught. jail right yeah I would, you'd go to jail yeah yeah well, i don't know like, new orleans i just think of it as a lawless land where you could probably like well, just like parade your way out of i think the ability something. to go i think you could uh i think that in new orleans to whatever uh-huh. come from pretty good family go to a good school like there was a way to get out of things like sure but Rob, like, I don't know. It'd be tough. Like, like fighting or like a DUI, you kind of get out of. But like, yeah, it's straight up, good. Chase, you didn't have a weapon because we probably had a baseball bat in had, the car, from what I remember. I'm not I was even kidding. Say, if like, you guys had guns though, and and being drunk and reckless. Oh my god. Do dude. you think you would have been more emboldened to do, or would you have been more scared? Like, oh, I don't want to escalate. I'm not even. I honestly like this was so out of. Care. Like I've done some dumb shit, like fighting, and like this is yeah. like the most insane thing. Like <laughs> I never told anyone because like. It's like the m- most like out of character thing yeah, for like me. Almost out of body or something. Like yeah, that. it was. I was just so in the zone and I was so like addicted to gambling and I, and I was cheating in college. Like uh-huh. I had a ton of anxiety. I hated myself at the time. So it was like all these like combination of things, I'm sure, to just be like, yeah, let's just rob them. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, and also like yeah. wanting to like be cool for someone else that I respect, like that I like, there's almost a sense of losing control in a way that feels like you're in control. Like you're following this crazy scheme. And instead of being like, okay, I need to figure out every step of the way, how it works. You're just like, kind of like let go of the wheel and you're like i'm gonna just go like it almost oh feels i like had a no ride. anxiety while we were like yeah, we were behind weird. it was weird <laughs> we we're just like um we're following them and it was like this like because it was so heightened yeah. that it's like that's the thing with like new york your time like when i get on like a busy subway and someone's mm-hmm. taking a shit and someone's bleeding i'm <laughs> calm because i'm so heightened <laughs> you know my yeah, brain like, it like calms it but if i'm on a park bench you know, in the middle of nowhere, you know what I mean? I'm like going nuts. Are you bad with like sitting still? Like if mm-hmm. it's silent? Yeah. I like, I can't sit. Like I went to a Broadway play the other day and uh, I robbed someone. <laughs> 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 just, that's like every joke. I robbed someone. No, but like I sat in the middle of like the aisle and I, I had a full on panic attack and had to like oh, wow. run out to like Broadway and like, oh, no. yeah, that's so scary. Yeah. It was the worst, but like, yeah. So I mean, yeah, if I'd made that decision, like that's the thing though. It's like, there's been people that make that and go through with it and right. and in way more dire circumstances. But I don't think you really would have gone through. I, I think don't think in a no way, matter what, I would have not have got out of the yeah, car. I think it was like a coping thing of following it. And then, and did you feel better after about losing? Like, it's almost like you kind of convinced yourself you could, but you didn't. Yeah, I guess maybe in a way I learned like, I didn't. Maybe, okay, I don't have any money, but I'm also not in jail. Like, I, and I also didn't just rob someone, right. I guess, like, yeah. Like, you set your your value system. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that was my turning <laughs> point. And that's when I started therapy. No, no but, it's so crazy, though, yeah. because the, the, thing, the, the idea of boundaries, like, it all seems so arbitrary of, like, what we do in life. And, like, even if you're around people who say something's okay. But I think there is sort of a built-in value system within everybody. And yeah, there's a moral like code yeah. for sure. And especially like you know, I was raised in middle to like mm-hmm. upper class. My dad's a physician. Like I went to private school. There's no reason <laughs> I should be robbing someone for a couple thousand. You know what I mean? Like it's right. insane. But it, I don't think it had anything to do with the money at that point. I just think it has everything to do with like, you know, just control. Yeah. And just like not being happy with who I was. You know, I think so much of like probably when people rob someone, it's like they 
number one, they don't have any other choice or they don't think they have any other choice and they probably hate themselves and they're probably yeah. very sad people that just... I don't think everyone feels that way. I think there's some bad people. Well, the, yeah, I don't say yeah. bad, but there's some people who don't feel uh, empathy. The remorse, yeah. And like that's like uh, its own, uh, you know, mental illness. But I think for those people, they don't... They It's just objective. They don't yeah. feel like... Well, empathetic. what's interesting, the question that you could ask yourself though too is like, did I not do it because I was afraid to get caught or did I not do it because I had empathy for this guy that we'd rob? Well, and which one? Do I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's probably somewhere in the middle. I think it gets more gray when you realize that you mm. can never get in trouble. Well, you can't. But that's when you live in like a lawless society. Yeah. And I also was talking. Well, nowadays, I feel like I mean, I think the administration really does set a tone for things because even like I've for so long thought of myself as like a good person and I would want to do the right thing. But in the, even in the last few years, like nothing like that, but I've definitely found myself being frustrated with situations and wanting to just like do, just be like, well, what if I was just the villain? What if I just cheated? Like, what if I just like got ahead in like life by like cheating on this test or doing this yeah. or like stealing this money? And I've never done it, but I do think that mentality is bled down because of like the frustration of seeing people get away with it yeah. on such a high level. It makes me want to just be like, well, fuck it. What if I just was bad? Like nobody's getting caught. Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean, I did that in college. I cheated on everything in college. But like, like I said, like, but like when I did stand up, you can't unless you steal jokes. But there's there mm -hmm. you'll get caught. Like, right. You'll get caught. There is a system where you'll get fucking like you're you're done you know yeah and you can't yeah you're right you can't really you can't really fake it yeah you can't fake it and that's what i also took it like an acting class in uh -huh. college and i loved it and i got like it was my and i didn't pursue it because like my dad was a doctor and it's like no you need a career hmm. that kind of thing so like the idea of like going into acting like but i loved it and i loved it because like I couldn't cheat like it was all on mm -hmm. you and like I like I I don't know and I was passionate about it and I and I didn't follow that you know I didn't follow that kind of thing until I was 30 when I failed at so many things yeah you it's know, a level playing field with the arts because it's really based on merit or not merit because I think it's more subjective but there is like good and bad yeah but there's different types of good so it's not like you have to follow one straight path mm -hmm. which I like um how okay so i'm curious how, how did your gambling uh did you stop gambling after that or did you continue did your problem continue or mm, i wasn't like after that it wasn't like that wasn't like the turning point i'm trying to think like when i exactly stopped because i definitely stopped like by like senior year mm -hmm. where like i remember i went on a trip with friends and like i decided not to play you know knowing that what the downside was but then yeah. Actually, that's not completely true because, like, and then I went to Vegas. I remember I won a ton of money, and that's a whole nother oh, insane wow. story where I won everything and lost everything before I left, like, Dang. a ton of money. I think that actually was the moment when I when I realized that when I was driving back from Vegas to L.A. I was living in L.A. at the time. I was, like, 22. Yeah. And I lost everything. I lost my rent, and I partied for a week, and, like, I, like, oh, wow. whatever, like, strip clubs. Like, just doing, like... Oh, you spent it. I so spent it all of it. Oh, wow. I won like 10 grand <gasps> like oh and then I lost it all. And then it was pretty much I think that was the moment. And I've I, like I pretty much like if I like if I'm with my older brother who like is successful, he'll like throw me like we were at like I did a show with with Nikki mm -hmm. at uh, Mohegan Sun or whatever. OK. And like my brothers came out. And so like we hung out. We got a hotel room. And so we played some. But other than that, like, no, you know, yeah. And, um, 
one day I like I gambled on college basketball like fifty games in one day, thinking that would help my odds, and then uh-huh. I lost forty eight of the fifty. Oh man! So like yeah, yeah, I I realize like maybe I shouldn't be. You know the ups just do not uh, like in anything really in life like like the downs yeah that you feel that depression it's like when you do like cocaine or something yeah like that high doesn't even come close to the feeling of depression the next day and it's kind of the same thing with gambling it's just not worth it yeah you realize you're looking it's like that thing we talk about looking for something outside of yourself but if you work on yourself then you can feel like that high all the time Mm -hmm. it just sounds more lamed i mean i realize how it sounds and i would have hated this like three years ago when i lived in new york like that's dumb but I do believe that now. Um, th- I have that with drinking because I, it took me a long time to quit because I, I never hit like a real rock bottom. And I would talk to friends who had rock bottoms and were sober and I would just say like, oh, you know, I think I'm going to quit at some point once, yeah. once I hit my rock bottom. And at, some, at one point, uh, my friend, oh, actually Anthony Atamanik, uh, who is like a mentor of mine, he was like, you don't need to wait for rock yeah. bottom. Like, why would you wait to have a terrible moment (laughs) like and i was like oh my god that's true why i don't know i guess i just thought i like yeah didn't warrant like i just it didn't warrant you being like that for sure like you don't warrant like like sometimes like i feel like i'm sober but i don't even want to say it because like i didn't go to aa i didn't have i've had some moments where i could point to that moment you can just pick one people would be like oh yeah that's yeah that's but I didn't do it then, you know? So now it's like, I, like need it's too late. I got to do it again. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's like gambling. But I think but you just pick one. And also just wanting to quit is enough of a rock bottom. But the other thing is I had a lot, this is part of living in New York. I had a lot of friends who had like much worse mo- stories than me and they didn't even count them as their rock bottom. So that mm. made me in comparison be like, well, like I've never shit on the floor. So like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's also like it's your own journey. I was like, maybe maybe they have a problem, maybe they don't, maybe they just have a different relationship with alcohol. It's not coping. It's just fun to do that. But and some yeah. people could handle it, and like the next day they could like yeah, you know, or at least they show better face with a hangover. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, I can't do that. I'm like a mess, an anxiety ridden like mess, and and yeah, you can't compare your drinking to any like right. You just can't. You can't be like, well, I don't you know i only drink this much and this person's fine and he drinks that and it's like every (laughs) you're your own self well you have your own baggage too because i like for me it became a thing of coping like like what you're saying it's like it just kept being downs and downs and i was like at some point it was up so i was like if i keep playing this game i'll get up again and then eventually i was like i don't think i ever will because i'm using it in a different way like when it was fun in college I wasn't trying to get away from anything. It was just like, this is a new thing. And now I'm like looking for this thing. So it's always going to feel like not enough because mm. I'm missing something. I know. And the, the only other hard part is like, I don't want to be that person that's out and is like judging people drinking <laughs> either. I really don't like, and like, I mean, if they're very sloppy, I'm just like, come on, get your shit together. <laughs> but I also don't, it's hard because you just want to be like social yeah. and, and like dating, you know, and sex. It's just like, do I have sex with a girl that I went out oh, on a date with like that drugs. had five drinks and I'm mm. dead sober and it's kind of weird, you know, or like, um, you know, or just at all. Just like, where do I meet on a date? Do I meet yeah. at a bar? Do I meet? There's so much shit when like you decide That's to true. completely go cold. You I know? will say like I used to be like had a lot of drunk sex and I and it was fun to, to have drunk sex. But and then I was like, how do you have sex sober? But now I'm like, sober sex is so fun. It's oh, yeah, way more but fun. But if the other person's sober, if I the other like. person, that's true. But then I also think like people. I think people drink because they think, oh, I'll be able to have sex if I drink on a date. So mm-hmm. if the other person's sober and they're down, 
then it's like, oh, we don't have to get drunk. We save money. We can have yeah. fun, whatever. So I don't, I, I don't think it's ever... I think sometimes girls get really drunk. I used to do this. That's why I think girls I do this. I did the same thing. They do it because they're us like girls, afraid. Yeah. They, right, right. Us girls. Yeah, here we are. Well, there's a feeling of like, oh, I can't be myself. If I just get drunk and uh, have sex with this person and and then if I if they don't like me, I can just say like, oh, I only did it because I was drunk, not because I like them. Like I don't be vulnerable. Yep. But now as a sober person, I can just be like, oh, well... They don't like me. They don't like me. Yeah. Moving on, you know. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I did it for me. I was in the right headspace. I just wanted to fuck and yeah. it felt good. It's and so fun to do. And I also get, though I do this trick if you guys are sober and you feel like, and you're in that beginning transition where you feel weird at bars, I always get like a grapefruit and soda and the lime and I tell them, tell the bartender to put it in a cocktail glass. Yeah. And people are always like, that looks so good. And, and I'm then like, you snort it. Yeah. And then I <laughs> just shoot it up my yeah, arm, yeah, yeah, get yeah. my needles out. <laughs> Um, and it's super great. Um, but I have a game if you want to play a game. Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Um, and we can pause whenever. So this is, uh, I didn't really have time to come up with a good name for this game. So it's just called What Would Reddit Do? Okay. Um, but this game, this game is about relationships because you have a podcast about divorce. So I kind of was inspired by that. Um, basically, you know, relationships take time and work. Uh, if you don't have time to go to a counselor, you can always just log on to Reddit where people are quick to give you advice on your relationship problems. <laughs> Since you have a podcast about divorce, you are probably an expert in relationships. No, I'm so, so far <laughs> from it. I've been single for like 15 years. We're an expert in yeah. failed relationships then. Uh, no, not even in, in any relationship. In any. But I, I, I think I've, my co-host has had plenty. Many, yeah, yeah. she's great. Um, we already mentioned that. So, anyways, this is a game from the R slash relationship subreddit where strangers ask Reddit to fix their lives for them. Do you spend a lot of time on Reddit? No, I don't okay, like cool. it. I don't like the like how it's the writing. Like <laughs> I just the formatting. It's like code. It's very yeah. Like, it's very Cody uh, like for me. PC, yeah, I yeah. can't. Yeah, it doesn't do it That's for me. I grew up in. Uh, I went to computer camp, so I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> So how this game works, I'll read you a post with a word or or, uh, or phrase missing. You're going to have to fill in the blank. It's multiple choice, so pretty straightforward. Pick a choice. And uh, and then you can give your two cents on the original poster's question because okay. they're all advice questions. Awesome. Okay, and there's a few questions. So the first one, you underscore Ocean Breeze said, my, uh, she's 24, her boyfriend's 25. My boyfriend of three and a half years hasn't blank, and I'm starting to worry. A, proposed. B, introduced me to his family. C said I love you or D found my G spot. Which <laughs> is it? <laughs> which one is it? That which she one gives is she worried about? So this is the question and okay. this point. So which I don't okay, I think it was three and a half years. Uh what was I love you, a marriage, uh G spot was Or introduced me to his family. I feel like said I love you. The answer is A. Proposed. Yeah. Says he should probably well, I don't know. I feel like sh he should probably be worried that she's on Reddit asking strangers for advice rather than talking to him I about it. I should have guessed engaged, actually. I think, but yeah. What do you think? What's your advice on this? My advice for that? I don't know. I mean, there's so many variables. I mean, I think it just depends on every different relationship. But um, Is three and a half years a normal... To me, that doesn't sound like <coughs> so much time. How old, that are, how old is she? 24 and 25, 24, which sounds 20. so young to me. I feel like that's, she has two more relationships before she gets married. Yeah, but I also think like that can, you know, I don't think that, you know, whatever, that's a generalization. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that yeah. could definitely like, I, I, you know, if she feels that he's definitely the one and that mm -hmm. and that they're maybe they're living together or whatever, or like 
you don't have to give an ultimatum, but like you could you can be honest with someone and be like, what do you f- foresee with us? Because yeah. I see a future with us. But if you think this is just like we're just going through like our 20s and like whatever, then yeah. then that's not good enough for me. And it might you might get the wrong. You might get the answer you don't want. Right. But you have to be OK with that. But being honest, I always feel like like even the last like year with therapy, like whenever I'm honest and like vulnerable and like if you come out, don't come out and be like, what are you going to fucking propose? But if you came out, I'm like, hey, um, you know, I'm just having these feelings of like doubt with us. And like, because I don't know if you see a wedding or, or marriage in our future. And I do see that. And I would like to have that with you. Yeah. And wow, then if you really put yourself put. out there like honestly and vulnerable, uh-huh. you're not going to get a reaction from like, whoa, you know, you're going to get right. a, an empathetic reaction. And if you don't, then, you know, go That's fuck true. yourself. That's always a thing. It's like if you don't get the answer you want, like, well, then you were never going to get the you're answer never you gonna, want. Yeah. So you should you should get it sooner than later if you already know what you and want. And you could approach it without it being a conflict, you know. OK. Number two, zealous. Zealous Ideal Month said, the mental health hotline that I volunteer for just hired a girl who blank in high school. A, stalked me. B, bullied me. C, saved my life. Or D, got me into witchcraft and convinced me to kill a man and help me cover it up and made a pact with me to never tell anyone. These questions are so, <laughs> like, open and, like, it's, like, there's no, like, context <laughs> to even, like, it's, like, so, wait, so then they were in a mental. So the mental health hotline that yeah. I volunteer for just hired a girl who blank in high school who blank in high school stalked me in high school bullied me in high school saved my life okay it's either stalk or bullied so i'm gonna say bullied that's correct yeah yeah you're correct Um, because the irony of hiring someone right you didn't think it was the witchcraft one no you know i was thinking i was thinking the movie heathers and that's a very (laughs) old movie or the craft or the craft yeah the craft is like the heathers 2.0 sure um yeah um what would you do what would you say I think people change. I think if she's working at a hotline, she's made some bad decisions and mm-hmm. she probably wants to better herself Yeah. by doing this and by going to another extreme of trying to help people. And I think you give her a second chance. And it, unless like, you know, and then maybe egg her car you know? <laughs> <laughs> just to get yeah, her back. Do something in private that makes you feel better about it. But yeah, I agree. I think people totally grow and change. I, it doesn't negate your feelings of... Uh, being hurt because mm-hmm. i think that's always the thing you feel like if you accept this new change person and you didn't get to process the feelings you can still do what you need to do to f- you can tell them you can say you hurt me a lot and if they're really different they'll apologize but but yeah i think a lot of people who bully had mental issues so they probably yeah I've been, i was bullied it. in like grade school and like the guy went to aa later on he wrote me like this long oh, message wow. oh, you know and like nice. and i don't forgive him <laughs> no no i can't fucking kill you tried play. to rob him <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah and then I robbed him. <laughs> okay um uh, two more uh my dad is your dad said my girlfriend wants to blank a watch me sleep b read my diary c pick out my clothes d change her name to my name my first name wait what <laughs> yeah i always feel like these, these yeah, are i gotta hear them twice no, i know so okay this is these are really well written i wanted to do something with this at uh, these no, advices it's fun. It's with, fun. while having some game to it yeah my girlfriend wants to blank so does yeah. my girlfriend want to wants to watch me sleep read my diary pick out my clothes or change her name to my name watch me sleep that's close, but the answer is read my diary. Oh. She got him this journal, and she now want, and he's been writing in it oh. as if it's private, and she now wants to read it, and she thinks she should. I think, well, I think that's dumb. 
I don't think she should be allowed to. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think also if you buy it for someone and you want them to like work out their shit to themselves and feel uh-huh. like in a safe space for themselves, that should be their space. Yeah. And if they want to share with you, then, you know, I don't think you can ask. I think when they're ready to <laughs> share with you and hopefully they're sharing with you because they're working on yeah. themselves to themselves. I agree. And I think that's always a fear. I think it comes out of insecurity to be like, I need to know every piece of this person's brain. But the truth is like none of my friends or family like know everything about me. And no. like the, your significant other should probably know the most about you. But I think it's, it's healthy to have a piece yeah. that you don't, that you don't tell people. Cause I don't know. You're working it out. It's like an open mic. You're working out your thoughts before you say it to someone. Yeah. Also it's like, it's, it's not fair to fucking read anything unless you like, I don't know. I mean, what do you want to see in that? Yeah. You know, you're not going to see anything that's going to, you're not going to see something that they don't want to tell you. Yeah. And you're not going to see something that's going to make you feel better. Right. They'll tell you what likely. they need to tell you. Yeah. Good. Well said. Okay. Final question. G E Cresto said, my boyfriend found my blank on my PC and is weirded out and doesn't believe my explanation. Mm. A letters to my exes. Mm. B creepy emails from my professors saved as evidence. C selfie collection or D blueprint plans of the MoMA and detailed log of every security guard's name, bathroom schedule, security route, and most beloved family members. A. A or B. It's C, selfie collection. She says, after dealing with bad self-confidence due to looks, I like taking selfies and saving them. BF found folder. Oh, but then he thought that he was, she was taking them to send them. They're not even like sexy. Well, it's a long post, but basically she says that he was creeped out because there was a lot. Like she's been taking them every day and saving them. And she looks at them to feel better about herself because she tries to take them when she's feeling hot. Yeah. I don't know. Would would you be weirded out if you you were dating someone and you found a folder full of selfies, like just posing to, you know, you know, the kind of selfies you take to yourself, but like hundreds of them. It depends. The only thing that I'd be like in my mind, you know, just whatever. Like, I think if, if I never got like, let's say she was taking like sexy selfies. Yeah. And I never got one cent to me <laughs> ever. I'd be like, well, who, who are these are for? for? And like, yeah, but you know what? It's like, it's the same thing with like when guys are like, why do women wear makeup? And it's like, oh, they wear it because they want to just feel better about themselves. Guys not, say that? Yeah. Some, uh, like, do they think, oh, you think you're doing it for someone else? Yeah. Really? The girls do it because mm-hmm. they get laid, you know, or like you're doing it uh, for someone else's attention. And society it's not has just marketed for, it to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah. But, like, in this case, like, I also think, like, selfies are, like, it's so, like, everyone does. It's not, like, it's not weird to have thousands of, if you looked at my phone, it's embarrassing. <laughs> how everyone many, takes yeah. selfies. Yeah. So. I don't um, think I'd be weirded out, but I would, I would probably laugh a little and poke a little fun and then be like, I like these. Send me one sometime or whatever. Yeah. And try to make it feel like like boost their confidence and also maybe name it something like different and lock <laughs> it up. I don't taxes. know. Taxes. Yeah. Um, well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, just, uh, I have my podcast, like we said, happy mm-hmm. never after. And, what, uh, and where can people find you on the socials? Andrew T. Collin cool, is my cool. Instagram. I usually use Instagram more than Twitter. And, uh, yeah, he's got funny posts on Instagram. He's dancing with dogs having fun that's right on cue yeah right on cue <laughs> and um yeah and thanks for having me it's really awesome to catch up with you yeah for sure and you guys can follow this podcast at tell me anything pod or join our patreon patreon.com slash tell me anything pod i post private video confessions for my patreon members and uh, that's
that's pretty much it. All right, goodbye, guys. <laughs>